welcome to the Car Dealer Pro podcast. Today we've got Douglas Watson from City EV and uh, I met him last week. He actually bought a car from us. It was an electric one because this is what Doug is, is this is his, his business and uh, we got chatting and he was just like one of the most inspirational customers I've had in years. So I've asked him to come on the podcast today and, and he's with us. So Doug, hello mate, how are you doing? Hi, yeah, very well, thanks Dave. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. So I mean, can you just explain everyone your business and, and what it does? Okay, so, so I'm a director of a company called City EV and uh, we make electric vehicle charge points. And uh, I suppose our, our USP is that we we make electric charge points that predominantly go in the street. So so these are public charge points. Um, these aren't the charge points that you see, um, say BP Polar, who who are uh, what they're called rapids. Um, so we use uh, seven kilowatts, or we make seven kilowatts and twenty two kilowatt charge points, and typically they will go in the street. And again, our speciality is that we convert lamp posts into charge points. So uh, we've been doing this now for five years. Um, the startup business, it's our own ideas. And uh, the three of us, myself, Pete and Bob, um, who go back many years, and I'll <laughs> explain a little bit about that history, um, started five years ago. Uh, and now we're, 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 we're just seeing uh, a lot more in terms of installations uh, across the UK, um, in in London, Brighton, Portsmouth, um, now in in France, Brussels, um, and uh, hopefully in Hungary soon as well. And and did you get this idea from, like, obviously, you're saying that electric cars were going to get popular and whatnot, and did you think... Like, you know, people that live in terraced houses and stuff like that, they're going to need somewhere to charge them. Is, is that where you got the idea from? Yeah, so I guess from a, from a historical perspective, you've got to go back 30-odd years. So um, back in a time, probably before your time, Dave, um, when, when pages were all the rage, um, yeah. people and I had a, had, a, had a business, and we had developed a, a really cool algorithm to send paging messages via satellite. And um, it was quite complex because these paging transmitters were, were hundreds or thousands spread across the country, and they all had to be synchronized, you see. Right. Now, um, we sold that company to, to Ericsson uh, back in the 90s, and we all went our own separate ways. Um, and skip back now, say, seven seven years ago, we all got together. We saw a lady trying to charge her car at the time, and she was struggling. It was chucking down with rain. She had a kid, and she was trying to get a token to get this charge point working. And, yeah. and it just struck us, look, yeah, if, if the government are, gonna, are serious about this commitment to have everyone going electric, then not only is her experience counterintuitive but it's wrong right so we quickly realized that people need to just pitch up and tap a a credit card or a phone in order to get this stuff working you can't have closed systems as it was at the time and then secondly we thought look if if everyone's going to have a um, electric car where they're going to charge it up especially if you live in a terraced house so Again, we, we came up with this idea that, well, you know, lampposts, every lamppost has got electricity, and if you're in a terraced house, you're not far from a lamppost, so why don't we do something with a lamppost? Yeah. And then the third missing part was, well, if there's going to be thousands, if not millions of these things around, 
how are you going to control them? How are you going to, you know, the grid will burn up if everyone plugs in at the same time. So you're going to need to have a control mechanism in order to make all this stuff work. And, yeah. and that would control mechanism, effectively, we'd already developed for this satellite paging stuff. So those all pieces came together in that in that meeting. And we literally, within a month, had a prototype and uh, we set up CDEV. And that's how, how we, we developed. So we didn't really come from a traditional... EV side, but we are old, four, three old, three old farts who <laughs> we love technology and uh, sort of came up with a solution. And, and when you you came up with that idea and you and you done your um, oh god, what do you call it? You do the first thing. What you've just said it and it, the, the, pro, the, prototype. the prototype. Yeah, yeah, the mind block there. So when you done your prototype, what was the main things, the struggles that you come up against when you first started doing it? Uh, I'd, I'd say if if we knew if we knew what we'd have to go through, then we wouldn't have started because um, it's, been, <laughs> yeah. it's been a bit of a journey. Mainly, yeah. mainly it's, it's uh, technical and regulatory. So you can't just stick anything on the lamppost, right? So there's a whole legislatory um, background to to electricity supply in the UK and in particular lampposts. And at the time, it was illegal, right? and so we literally had to get the law changed in order to get our product um, um, approved and accepted and viable. Uh, and that was a long, drawn-out process. But ultimately, we, we got the law changed in order to have a product that could be um, legally put onto a lamp column and use electricity from a lamp column. Um, and then there's all sorts of other um, safety. So, um, of course, when you're dealing with electricity and people, and um, you need to comply with a whole rafter of um, standards and so we have um, uh, had to learn um, also had to modify and now we sit on various um, panels um, which define standards for electrical use both in the home and also in, in the street for electric vehicle charge points so those are the main main challenges um, and then of course as a small business no one knows you right? you're, yeah. you're nobody <laughs> and yeah. uh, um, and so having to, I guess, promote ourselves, find the right people, yeah. talk to the right people, and then convince them that our product was uh, was better than anything else on the market was also... Did, uh, did, did you ever think of going on to uh, Dragon's Den? No, no. So, um, so my background is I, I've got other businesses, and so uh, I, I've, one of my businesses is structured in a way that it will it attract investment from um, structured investment organisation, venture capital companies right. who will put in, you know, half a million to a hundred million pounds. And so yeah. when you do that, you have to have the mentality that you're going to dilute your investment and that other people ultimately are going to see the value in your business and, and buy it. Yeah, And that, that comes with... Um, that dilution also comes with other people sitting on the board and you then get taken in the direction of not ultimately um, yours. Yeah. So um, for, for this one, we, we like the fact that it's just the three of us. We sit around the table, we'll have a cup of tea, we'll say, let's do this then, <laughs> or yeah. let's do that. And we don't have to talk to anyone else. Yeah. So, yeah. no, I think for us it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. Um, and the... Dragon's Den style, it's great entertainment, but, you know, this business is, is, yeah. is nice to have 
um, the control, the ability to do what you like and to, yeah, I, 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 I think that works very well. The other business, don't, don't get me wrong, it's, it's great. I love that other aspect of, of that business and, and you do need um, lots of money um, in order to make that business viable. Um, so, yeah, horses for courses. But for City EV, we, we've decided that we'll keep it private for the time being. Yeah, yeah. I suppose Dragon's Den, I assume it's more for like novices and you've already been there and done it, haven't you? you, you you've sold your previous business. You, you've sort of know about these investors and whatnot. And so with, with this one, like how important was it to have the end in mind then? Did you did you think, I mean, what was it? Were you, were you just testing the market with it or did you always have the end in mind where you thought, right, we're going to make X amount of money, we're going to aim for this? No. So I, I think also in my life, I've never got into anything where money was the main motivating factor. Yeah. So so we're... We're taking nuts. We're nerds. Doug, I've met you. You don't look like a nerd. You <laughs> might be a nerd, but you don't look like one. Well, I had the anorak in the boot. So, right. so, um, <laughs> so no, we, we love what we do. I love, I love what I do. I love the technology. Yeah. I, I love technology. So I've always been a case when I was from a kid. I was always that kid. Or like, how does TV work, Dad? And, and it couldn't explain. Yeah. And so I, I took the back of the TV. I remember taking the back of the TV, and and there were sparks flying because I put the uh, I put a screwdriver in the back, right? and this was a cathode ray tube uh, old TV. <laughs> right. and, uh, even though it's unplugged, right? Um, what I realised was that there's uh, there's still a lot of electricity stored up. There's potential energy in there. It's like a big capacitor. So when you stick a, a screwdriver in the back, you get lots of sparks, and um, that's what happens. <laughs> Uh, so, so I love tech, um, and all, uh, Pete and Bob are the same. We we love what we do in terms of finding solutions and making it and do, doing that. And you know what? Um, don't get us wrong. We, you know, you need to pay your way. But yeah, you know, the last few years we haven't we haven't made profit. We've just been doing it and hoping that it's all going to come. And now, you know, we're we're turning over a nice profit. We're we're growing exponentially, uh, and it's all working out for us financially. But that's not the that that wasn't the aim when we first got in. However, we're not getting any younger, right? So so we're um, all old farts and all old gits that we, we, can't, we can't do it forever, right? So so it's got to come a point where you think, what is the end point? Where, where is this leading to? And what do we want to achieve in three, five, ten years time? Where do we want to be? Yeah. And you know, when you're in your 60s, 70s. You can't be you can't be doing what we're doing now. Yeah. So it's got to be a, a point where the business has got to either be taken on um, by somebody else, younger people who've got more dynamic dynamic um, vision, yeah. or it'll get sold, or or something will happen. But at this particular clock, we're okay. We're 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 doing fine. Um, but but um, no, we're we're not motivated by by money. So we yeah, yeah, that's great. I think. Um... When you start thinking about your business as in not just making money, but, you know, employing people and getting the right people in your business and getting that, like, comradeship, everything seems to, to then, then the money seems to come, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
yeah it's a it's a it's a real delicate balance of finding those people and and um you know it, there's a lot of people who see careers as just a, you know they'll 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 they want their tea break they'll want this and they'll want a nice salary and they'll want what and many times of course as a business owner you can't you kind of you, you think oh can i afford this can i afford that person i need to kind of have a, a um, say an admin or accounting type yeah. person yeah uh, and it's always well i'm doing it on my own but if i do it i don't have the time to focus on the other elements of the business yeah and there comes that point which is when do you invest and how, how much do you invest yeah. in that person and so when you do find that person it's really important to have the right mentality the right outlook um that they get on with you that they yeah. feel that they belong yeah rather than just it's this is a job and i'm here nine to five i want that yeah. pound of flesh and um uh, the, the, and, and it's very difficult of course to find those people because ultimately those people um if they are in employment <laughs> yeah. normally their current employer tries to keep them <laughs> yeah it's giving them a good they're getting yeah. a good a good salary aren't they and because yeah, you, yeah. you're and just it, starting out you're like oh bloody hell i yeah. can't afford and, to pay them all that much and and lots of people don't want to work for a small company they, they like the the comfort um, yeah. and protection that you get with working in a big company but you yeah. know what I, i've always found the the right people eventually sometimes it, it doesn't work out but most of the people um that you 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 ultimately will find will and and right now in both sets of companies i have um it's great you know we're a little yeah. family everybody's enthusiastic um coming in everyone is chipping in and doing over and above what they should normally do because they feel like they belong and they yeah. feel that they are contributing i always said that with me me, me uh, when i was djing like i always preferred to work for the companies that were like they, they didn't have it wasn't like a, a public company you know if people remember back in the day there was nightclubs called like liquid and envy and time and they they were run by this big company called luminar leisure and you were just a number there you know it was yeah. rubbish and then i went to work for well even this club i worked for magaluf called bcm even though it was a massive club it had that family culture about it and you were yeah. dead proud to work there every night Every night you were, you know, you didn't go to work thinking oh, I've got to go to work tonight. You were like right proud to be there, you know. And that—that's what I want to create in my business. Exactly, and I, I, you know, I did feel that day when I was there that everybody who I spoke to was happy, and everyone was kind of cracking on, and it was a, it was a really nice atmosphere when I when I came there. So, so oh, well done for that. Thank and, you. And it's, uh, it is very difficult difficult to get those people but i think it it comes from the top it comes from your personality and it comes from the way you make food people feel in your business and 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 then they will start to generate that energy again themselves so but you know so in business as well because like the what i got the uh vibe i got from you doug is like you're just a right nice genuine person but you're a successful businessman as well so like in business a lot of people think oh you've got to be like hard and cutthroat to be successful but how important is it just to be nice as well and just do the right thing and if you do have to make any hard decisions how would you go about them well i think first of all you've got to be honest uh, and i think honesty is 
is paramount because what I what I've realised in in life is that if you're knowledgeable and truthful, um, then you become a sort of sort. People call you as people call you up for the first. You know, oh, I'm going to buy a car, for example. What do you think of this? Even if they're not going to buy from you, yeah, they got your number and they trust you, so you they'll come to you. Yeah. Now, I I've I've kind of realised that when you're truthful and knowledgeable, people come to you, and then actually, after maybe a year, five years, ten years, I, I mean, I've got a telephone book of people. I if I call those people up again and I say, look, actually. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. me? Yeah. I, I, I need I need something, and they they will actually give you what you want. <laughs> they, yeah. So so what goes around comes around in 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 many ways. But I think the starting point is to be honest, yeah, uh, knowledgeable, um, and and then when you have to make tough decisions, as often you do in business, you're up front. I'm up front, and I say, look, I um, so for example, with this Polish guy, I said, look, you, you're you, I, I want to employ you. I think you've got great. But, however, this is it. You're on a probation, and your probation will be six months. I can't guarantee you anything. But if you do this, then this will happen. <laughs> if yeah. so, so you have to be initially open and honest, because if it doesn't work out, then you've said, look, actually, I haven't. this is how we have started this relationship. These are the rules of the, how yeah. we're going to proceed. Yeah. So I always, I always say that you have to be open, honest, um, truthful, um, knowledgeable, and... Um, yeah, I, 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 I think the way in which you conduct yourself is who you are, right? How you think, what you say, how you act is who you are. Yeah. And would you, would you say as well, Doug, not reacting on your emotions? Yeah, you know, I think I, I'm passionate. I, I, I'm passionate about my, my business. I'll fight for my business. I'll, I'll you know, if somebody's, you know, Say bad words about your your character, or whatever you get upset about it. Obviously, but I think it's important to not be antagonised yeah. to the extent that you lose yeah. your integrity. So I always say that yeah, there's only there's there's truth. There's truth out there. And people may often say uh, you, know, you you might get a bad review. Yeah, um, and that person may say this is a Worst place, you know. Do not do the blah 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 blah, and you'll feel upset, angry, um, confused. Yeah. But I always say the truth will come out. Uh, ultimately, people ha- can have and do have bad experiences with us, and often, you know, I make mistakes. I'm, I'm not a perfect person. I make mistakes, but I'll I'll rectify that mistake. Absolutely, I will go the whole whole mile in order yeah. to rectify something. Genuinely, I've I've made a mistake. I'll apologise. I'll put it right, and I'll compensate when necessary in order to put that person back to the position where they feel comfortable. Yeah. Right, but. But other people may pick up on negative comments, and, and that becomes their truth. But I always say you have to keep keep running in your in, in your past. People generally will always come back to you. Will the, the the more positive comments will outweigh the negative comments? Yeah. And and keep in your lane, right? Know know who you are. Don't get distracted. Yeah. Keep going, and um and and that's why. You know what? I, I have had knockbacks. Um, I've had businesses fail. I've, I've felt terrible on occasions. But um, but generally, you know what? People, the friends and family around you say, "Look, we know you, Doug. 
that's not you, and uh, yeah. just crack on, do what you do. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and uh, and that's, that's it. the main motivation. Like that, 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 that's it. You know, you, I, I yeah. always wake up uh, knackered. I, I wake up <laughs> enthusiastic. I go to bed knackered, by the way. I wake up enthusiastic all day. Yeah, again. yeah. Certainly, that's it. But like you say, you've got to be just true to yourself. And when you do get them horrible reviews, oh, God, it absolutely... It, it, it pains you in your heart, you know, it's like uh, someone stabbing you in the heart, but you can turn that negative into a positive, can't you, by the way you reply to it, and um, like you said, the truth always comes out in the end as well, because normally if someone's leaving a bad review, they're normally a bloody nutter anyhow, they're a bit of a nutcase, <laughs> you know, so yeah, so, yeah but um, has there been any big failures that have like led, led to success, and from your fa- failures, what what have you learned from them? Yeah, well, I first of all, I, I, I let me just say success because I I I never think of myself as successful. Number one, I, I'm, I don't know what the what is the definition. I don't, I'm I'm not. I don't think of myself like that anyway. Um, but I know I've had. Um, uh, and you know it's all personal, but I had knockbacks, setbacks, um, both personally and uh, professionally, and those things shape you as a person. Right? Um, uh, and we're all different; we all have different experiences. But um, so one, I'll I'll tell you, um, yeah, in two thousand, in in the in once when when we sold the company um, back in the nineties, I, I went off. I, I worked in in corporate world, and um, I realised that um, the corporate world wasn't for me. And then I, I set up a company, um, my first company, and um, that led to um, quite a few international businesses that I owned. Um, so I was living a life, you know, yachts, cars, stuff, um, internationally as well. So. My family used to call me Christmas Doug right, because they, they would only see me at Christmas, <laughs> and uh, it was it, you know the way you get sucked into that sort of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, see, that's not then, success, isn't it? Well, no, no, no. So, so, so in two thousand eight, financial crash, and I um, cut long story short, I lost everything. Right. Um, yeah. But but what it it sort of refocused me. It's great. It was so in a way it was painful. You can look back day to day. It was painful. I, I didn't know where to go, what to do. How to, you know, I was a pariah and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But actually, looking back, it was the best thing that could have happened to me. Right. So so you you kind of get into the ego stuff and you believe your own hype and you know your. You're coveted everywhere. People are opening doors for you, and all that sort of. And it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, I, I, I would not go back to that. In a way, I've changed my life around. I'm, I'm more family centric. I'm, you know, I, I, I've loved, you know, I've travelled and been to more places than most people take. I mean, it's just amazing in terms of what, what I look back and look at all multiple passports that I had and, and how often I travelled and yeah. going to Australia for a day and crazy stuff like that. But now I'm more balanced. I have a more balanced life um, and I have a, a, a family uh, and that, that crash has, has sort of forced me to rethink a lot of things about what I want to do in life, who I am, and what sort of business 
I want to be in and who I want to work with is all sort of people I'd like to work with. Yeah. Um, and, and so out of that terrible time, you know, what I've got now is a, a life that I would not change. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So we had a, a chap on the podcast the other week and uh, it, it, same, he sort of like nearly lost everything and then he, he built it all back up and, you know, when, when you went them low times in your life, you, you never hear anybody say, oh, I wish that hadn't have happened to me. Everybody says the same thing, don't they? They all say, oh, I'm so glad it happened to me. Yeah, I think glad. It, it's just you have to you have to take that pain and own the pain and yeah. and uh, you know I had to I had to hold up the mirror um, and um, it wasn't a pleasant sight often you know it wasn't like I could have blamed everyone I, and and there are were people I, I I wanted to blame all this but you know at the end of the day I, 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 I realised that the way out the solution the the way out lies within me. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I've got a pair of hands and a pair of feet mm-hmm. and I can go and I can dig a trench if I needed to. Yeah. I could, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. that's what I did. You know, you, you kind of st- start off from, from nothing. And, you know, there are people who, who are in, in, in despair or who can't see a way out. And, and I'd say there's always a way. There's always a way. You, you often have to believe in yourself, um, know yourself very well. Yeah. And, you know, I always look back on my life and I think, wow, you know, um, the experience I have now can be used to help other people. Yeah. And if, yeah. if anything, if anything, you know, anyone in despair who's gone through bad times, they can use that experience and knowledge that they've gained to help another person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's always something you can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, death. oh, mate, that's inspirational. That's absolutely brilliant. And uh, so, what what's your daily routine then? And uh, like, how would you plan your day? And you know, you, you're a busy man. And I mean, how do you conserve your, your energy so you don't feel overwhelmed by not planning too much? <laughs> right, right. So, so when you do your to do list, it hasn't got like twelve things on. I assume it's got half that. Yeah. So. There are people who I need to speak with, and so or I, I keep a diary. Uh, I share my diary with my wife, so she knows where I'm, where I am, and what I'm doing. Um, and then today I woke up and I thought, well, yeah, I've got this call. I've got a couple of other calls this afternoon. Um, should I go to the office or okay, I'll do it from home? Um, so giving yourself a bit of flex. I'm lucky that I've got that flexibility. Um, but if there was something urgent um, at the office, I would I would have gone there. Um, I, I think it's important to have some me time, and yeah. I'm the sort of personality that I, I you know, I love thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love thinking. I just, I can sit in a room. I sit in a garden. <laughs> I love. I just love thinking about stuff. Um, I'm eclectic in that. Yeah. Um, I, I in my family, join my little one. I, I, she, she keeps me young. We, we play lots of silly games or we might play chess or we just might just do a bit of colouring together, you know, just printing yeah. out some colouring yeah. pictures and we'll just chat and do stuff. Yeah. Um, left field. Uh, I sleep well. I, I, I used to be able to survive on four hours um, uh, sleep a night and um, it was great when I was younger, just running around and doing that. Um, but now <laughs> I, I like to 
make sure I get uh, a good night's rest. I, I, um, yeah, my wife hates it because she's stuck. <laughs> you know, don't go to bed before me because when your head hits that pillow, I know it's like the light bulb just goes out and you're done. <laughs> you're um, so, so I sleep well. Um, I and and how many hours night. will you get then, dog? Uh, a good uh, eight, nine, nine hours. Nah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right, good that. <laughs> I'm a seven-hour so, man. I just know, yeah, no matter what time, I just have seven hours and then I wake up and I'm like, ding, I'm up. <laughs> and then I, I, I give myself time to think in the morning. So I have my, my dad, I wake up early, actually. That's my good thing. I wake up early and I give myself a bit of me time. Yeah. So I can get my stuff sorted out um, without interference with all the interruptions yeah. of family and life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I make sure I maintain relationships with family and friends or people who, uh, so I love writing letters now. I write letters. Um, oh, and it, it, help, it helps me to relax. It helps me to, you know, emails are great, you know, cut, paste or delete. <laughs> Go back. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. say that. But letters kind of make you think more. more oh, they do, don't they? That's so true. I mean, you know, you know, with lockdown, we got our kids to write a letter to the, the grandma and, and the nana, and it was just beautiful, you know. And uh, when when I lived in Mallorca years ago, this is like before email and stuff. It was in nineteen ninety nine. My dad sent me a letter, um, and it was in it was like September time, and I just wish I still had that letter. Do you know what I mean, Doug? I just yeah. wish, like, because my daddy passed away like 10 years ago and it was the most beautiful letter. It's just, you just cannot put a price on paper, pen compared to a, an email. And uh, as well, back in the day as well, when I was DJing in Mallorca, because I was DJing in this bar, we, had, we used to do like this kids hour and play games with all the kids, like, you know, musical statues, musical chairs and all that. And the kids would write us letters. And I found it up in the loft the other day, uh, a letter from this young lad. And it was just, honestly, it was so beautiful. It was like, it was like you, 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 you've hit the nail on the head. Writing letters is just a, a brilliant thing to do. And I bet it gives, you, it gives you a nice sense of satisfaction as well, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, so that, I, I enjoy writing. I listen to a lot of music like yourself I um, sort of grew up with music in my in my family and um, you know my my eclectic music <laughs> tastes come from my my parents who you know it would either be Jim Reeves or reggae or, <laughs> or Elvis <laughs> you know, it was completely yeah. eclectic and, and then my sisters and brothers were into all, all sorts of different music so I, I, I do enjoy listening um, in the background to, to music Um and and yeah, just uh, there's always enough things to do around the house tasks. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm trying to get my my older kids, my uh, middle daughters, into beekeeping. So I'm, I'm supporting her. So in the summer, spring, summer months, we uh, often get phone calls from people who've got swarms of bees in their garden. So we go oh, collecting brilliant. bees and things. Um, and she gets her pocket money. So again, I suppose it comes from this sort of uh, work ethos. So. So it's not just I don't just plump money in their yeah. in their hands. Um, so we go on auctions and we buy old 
um, monitors that don't work and she knows how to solder. <laughs> she knows how to make them work. Um, <laughs> she fixes people's mobile phones. She will play screens. Oh, and brilliant. so she knows how to earn money now, right? Um, so, so I, but I, you know, they need supporting in all, in all of that, that stuff. So I, I support okay. there's enough things for, for, for us to do every weekend, um, yeah. as well as all of the sports activities as well. So yeah, my, yeah. my days, um, aren't, aren't quiet. There's always something to do, but it's, it's great because it's varied. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Honestly, inspiring that. It's brilliant. So, um, I've got a couple of questions and then I've got to shoot off. So, um, if you could go back in time and start again, would you do anything differently? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think that way. In that the past is the past, right? So, so I've had a, a lot of ups and downs in my life from all the rest of it, but all of that has made me me. Yeah. So if you if you go back and you change you. You know, you'd be a different person. To <laughs> yeah. So, no, yeah. I, 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 although I'm, I'm not perfect in yeah. any, by any stretch of the imagination, um, you know, I'm, I'm at a place now where it, it's okay. I'm, I'm okay with me. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with me. Yeah. You don't, so you don't, like, say when you were younger, would you have a lot of self-defeating talk of you always being a, you know, a, a confident type of person? No, no, no. I've, I've been so again uh, complicated. But when I was at school, I I was um, put in the. Uh, they used to have these remedial classes, you see, and um, they said to my mum, oh, "This guy, yeah, don't bother putting him into the um, O levels that they were at the time. Let him do GCSEs." And I was saying to my mum, "No, I, I know this stuff, um, but I, I was too shy to say anything yeah. in the class, but I knew it." But I learned a different way. And, and what I realise now um, that I didn't realise then is that I, I like to take away information, mull it over, and then work it out like, yeah. offline. Yeah. But, but in those classroom ex- example, you're told, like, what's the answer, right? And <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, no, don't ask me. Uh, um, but but when, I, when, I was, uh, when I told my mum I can do this, and she believed me, and she said to my school, well, listen, there's no harm in putting them in. And I... I aced them, I, and and what I realised about myself is that I learned differently, uh, and that's okay. Yeah. But I wanted to prove myself in in everything I do. Right. So one of the things my wife will say is, "Well, you know, you're, I'm driven. I'm driven guy, and you know, give give me a rope, and I'll I'll show you the best cowboy in the world." Right? <laughs> 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 I, I think I could do. I think I could do anything. And when I was younger, I, I when I realised that I wasn't dumb, I realised I was actually. I, but people didn't believe me. Yeah. And for, for the first time, I my first jobs, um, and people didn't believe how smart I was. So five degrees later, right? I've got five degrees, and I I I did five degrees. I wanted to prove people wrong, and people would say. Yeah. When people said, "Oh, you can't do this," I'd show them I can. Yeah. And when somebody yeah. told me it's impossible to do two degrees at the same time, I said, <laughs> yeah. "Well, I'll show you. This, that's not right. I'll show you." And I did that. Now that's stupid. <laughs> when I look back, I think, like, "Why do you, Why do you want to do that? Doug? You know, you wasted all this time." But yeah. But I could have had an academic career. I didn't want to do that. I'm not an academic. I could have done an engineering. Uh, you know, I'm not a developer. I'm not. 
but I, I do know all of the skills that I have and my capabilities and my self-belief comes from within because I, I have and I value myself. Yeah. I, I um, have that in me and sometimes you have to be careful about arrogance and you have to be careful about ego and you have to be careful about all these things which you know, have been a struggle in my life. But you ask the question, would I go back and change any of that stuff? And no, because now I, I know I had to go through that. I've had yeah. to go through getting all of those stuff and, and being the best sports person, you know, fighting for the UK, um, kickboxing, being the top, being on the mat, UK Open Champions. Yeah, I needed to do all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I proved to my, proved what I thought was proving to others, but actually proving to myself yeah. that yeah. I can. I can be anything I want to be, but I, I shouldn't run after everything, which I did when I was younger. I, ran out, I was moving everything to everyone and not really focused. Yeah, yeah. Um, did did, but, did but you now, bur- did you burn out at any point then, Doug? Did you like? No, I've got energy. I've got reserves. I've got plenty of reserves. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not me. So, so I've got, uh, I've got, I've got energy galore. So, so. Um, um, but no, you have to look after yourself. You've got to look after yourself. And I eat well, I sleep well. You know, the fuel you put in your body is the energy you're able to impart. And yeah. and uh, you know, I have to. You have to rest. You have to yeah. be able to rest. Yeah. And, and and look after your yourself, your, yeah. your physical self, your mental health. Yeah. Um, and and enjoy every moment. Right. Yeah. So I stop now, and I I love flowers. I love. I love smelling. I love the garden centres. I love to walking around and smelling all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so, I mean, I'm I'm 42 this year, but is it is, is it like when you turn 40, you start looking at plants and stuff? Like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm I'm putting plants in the garden now, and I'm thinking, oh, look at that, and that's a bamboo, and, the, and I, I would never have known any of that stuff like 10 years ago. I think it's an age thing. And another thing you said, what I do is is getting up before all the kids get up. That that's my best part of the day. Is before everything just goes mental. So I always try to have an hour, you know, an hour before, and just just to think like you and I, I read a book and just just that time on my own. It's the best part of the day for me. So I'm I'm a little bit like you in that sense. It's great that time. And I love the bird song as well, you know, that, that sort of peaceful mornings and, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, right, before we go then, uh, Doug, best bit of advice you've ever been given and that stuck with you all your life? Um, I would say um, two things, really. Being being, um, being open, being truthful. So, so you know, it, it can be painful for other people, but being truthful respectfully um so um that that's that's good not being too hard on yourself when you make mistakes um we all make mistakes we will learn learn from them um learn from your mistakes um look for connections so so just like you love plants and just like you love music um you know people have don't be a one horse pony right you've got to have a, a bunch of skill sets that you have as an individual and use them to your advantage. We're all different, but those combinations. So the lawyer who has studied your know, art, 
right? He's a great art lawyer, right? So, so those sorts of people are unique in their own in their own way. And so, be be grateful for your own skill sets that you have and those combinations, and look for those connections. Um, um, yeah, and then um, take time. Yeah, take, yeah, definitely. Take and then enjoy enjoy um, smelling those flowers, mate. You know, yeah. I think um, <laughs> having that and it comes across. Right? You you come across as a very yeah, a very gentle man, right? Uh, and and um, that that comes from how you live your life. So so be be that person. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right, isn't it? Like like I said earlier on, be true to yourself. Like attracts like, doesn't it? You know, so with selling cars, we want to be selling cars to nice, nice cars to nice people, and 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 you just it's it as well. It's, it's getting good energy from people. You know, like you're saying about them bad, the bad reviews you get. You're not going to click with everyone in life, are you? And there's some people that have a bit of a, a chaotic life, don't they? And they're the type of people that I, I try and stay away from. Do you know what I mean? I want to yeah. keep my life as balanced and chilled out as possible. Yeah, and I think you know, again, from my experience, what what how I came to your um, your your company, it was a a combination really number one i wanted a specific car um and yours was priced very very reasonably and i and then i thought wow okay you're not close to where i lived and do i really <laughs> want to go all the way and, but, and i remember the first phone call and, and from that very first phone call and you had the kids in the background which was great <laughs> it was kind of chaos yeah, happening. yeah. <laughs> it was it wasn't that hour before the kids woke up, I can tell you. But <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was great conversation. And I immediately, you just put me at ease. You just put me, it was just like, yeah, yeah. no, this is not I'll meet at the station. This, you know, just, just. And it was from, from that phone call, I remember saying to my wife, I spoke to a really nice bloke. He's, uh, you know, I think buying a car for you and things. And um, she said, Are you really going to go all the way to. Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said, what if it she said, what if it doesn't work out? I said, it'll work out. <laughs> so you gave you gave me a lot of confidence in that and, and put me at ease and, and um it hasn't been a disappointing experience as I say before, you know. I've I've travelled I've done way too many too many deals around the world, met met loads of lovely people and um, different cultures and it, it must rank as one of the most pleasurable experiences uh, uh, transactions I've done and it's really good to to meet you. I hope we can keep in oh, touch brilliant. as well. Brilliant. Talk great. It's been amazing having you on the podcast. Thank you very much. Um, uh, thank you. So you know if it, would you mind anyone getting in touch with you like if you're on social media or anything if or or, or email or whatnot? Yeah, I, I'd say um, just just uh, drop me a line. But LinkedIn is a, is a great yeah, great way yeah, definitely. To, see, to see who I am. Uh, if you just put Doug Watson and Oxford, then you'll you'll see my profile. Um, just drop me a line via that, and uh, um, be more than happy. I don't do Facebook um, or or other other social media. I just I don't have time. Actually, I think yeah. far more personable um, relationships. Uh, yeah. is what I, I I try to strive for. That's brilliant. So I, I, I have avoided that part. <laughs> Don't worry, you're <laughs> not missing out on much. <laughs> you're not missing out on anything. <laughs>